Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, host of the Love You Even More podcast. I'm an author, performer, producer, and Emmy Award winner. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can love yourself even more. Follow us for daily updates at Love You Even More podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. For more on myself and the podcast, including ways that you can love yourself even more, go to loveyouevenmore.com. Welcome, Stephanie Bunt, to That Girl, the podcast. Stephanie is going to be talking about her incredible career with children and how she's helping children with disabled needs to actually learn to read and better understand language and communication. Um, I'm going to read some of her bio because it was really good. She's been working with kids and with special needs for over 20 years, and she loves writing, teaching children, and has done extensive research creating teaching strategies and curricula for kids. Um, She went to undergraduate and graduate school at UCLA, woohoo, go Bruins, in psychology with a minor in applied developmental psychology and graduate school in one of the best educational programs in the country, which is still UCLA in the Department of Education and Information Studies. And she finished her classes with a PhD. She's also an adjunct professor at Whittier College, which is amazing. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to talk about what you do with kids, which you and I met and you were telling me and I was like, this is so incredible. And I think it really takes a very special person, a very special mind who has the ability to actually create what you've created. So tell people about either, do you want to start with the books? Uh, Sure, absolutely. I I can start. So basically what happened is I've been working with children with special needs for a long time. And I, while working with them, when teaching them to read, I found that as they were reading different books, they were, it was very overwhelming for them because there was all these different vowel sounds and it's so much for them to learn, especially when you have someone with special needs. So I went to the bookstore and I thought, where are the books that are just in one vowel sound? And everyone looked at me and had no idea what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's when I thought there's a real need for this and we need something like this. And so what I did is I first, you know, got words together, which, you know, you made them feel comfortable with the different words. I created the stories. I had done it initially just for my students. Um, I made a lot of really fun characters. Some of them are up here. These are the puppets that I use when I'm helping to sort of associate a vowel sound with a certain character in a certain story, which also helps with learning. And they loved it. And then I just, from there, I decided I should publish these and, you know, get them out to more people. And I think they're great, not only for children with special needs, but just any child that's learning to read. I've also found that children that are having issues with speaking but can already read, they really help because they practice that vowel sound over and over again. So it's getting that connection between their brain and their mouth and being able to say those sounds. Um, I found that even children that this is their second language and they're just learning to to understand English, it's very helpful for them as well. And it's it's just been a lot of fun. And I just seeing the kids that I work with go from not being able to read to being very successful at reading and being able to just take on 
reading and just wanting to read more. Um, I've found that when kids can't read, they don't want to read and they don't, when something's difficult, they don't want to do it. And when they can do it, this whole light just opens up in their brain and they get really excited and they want to do more. And so that's what I found with these books. And I think that's why it's so important because I want these children to want to read and I want to see that excitement. And that's what I've found, which is really it's so. amazing. So not only are they learning how to read, but they're also learning how to speak, whether it's a new language, which, oh my gosh, what, that makes so much sense. I was like, I need that. You know, when you're trying to learn a new language, it's really hard to get your, your vowels. It's very hard to get your accent to sound like that accent. Um, my voice teacher is British. So when we work together, he's like, say that word again. Like, wait, is that your accent or is that your tone? And he's like, no, that's just your accent. That's just how you say that word. I'm like, yep, that's how I say it. And like, I think that's such an interesting way of looking at the books too, for anyone, whether their kids are actually adults even. Now let's talk about how you started wanting to work with kids in general. What was your you know, what, what happened where you were like, this is what I meant to do. Cause you've clearly gone very far in this and you have a strong passion for it. Well, thank you. Well, I actually, in junior high and high school, I was volunteering for the boys and girls club because I just love working with children. And I just continued to do that through high school. And then when I got into UCLA, my freshman year, I started working on something called the literacy development checklist. And it was with children throughout the LAUSD. And it wasn't children that necessarily had di a diagnosis for any particular issue other than that they had reading delays. And I helped them create this checklist of things that um, children that can't read have issues with. And from there, I started working under Dr. Lobos, who created ABA. He worked under B.F. Skinner. So there's this um, behavioral component that I also sort of was able to to learn a lot about and get a lot of research experience. I went all over um, California and, and with him, actually, I was directly his research assistant, working with children with autism and then learning about what these issues were with language delay. And from there, I just kept going with it. And um, feel like I've just been very successful with being able to really understand why children are having these language issues. And the biggest issue I found is just breaking it down into very small pieces. And, and first, you know, being successful with that little piece and then going from there. Because when steps are too big, it's just becomes overwhelming. And that's really what these books were all about is breaking down the concept of reading, which is so overwhelming for children into small little pieces and then building on that, so. All right, so actually that's kind of a question um, too for like our moms listening when they have a child and they're, you know, they're not speaking uh, quickly and um, I'll, I'll just go with speaking because that is your first thing that you do. Um, but maybe nothing's actually wrong, wrong. But what what is that? Like, why does that actually happen? Well, a lot of it has to do with the way that the brain develops. So when you're looking, if, I don't know if you've ever seen like an MRI, for example, of a brain, but there's activity in certain areas, right? And so Everyone has certain pros and cons. So everyone has in their brain, they have certain areas that are a lot more active than other areas. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is that part of the brain where the language is developing is not as active and it's not getting activated. So what we're doing is we're creating that pathway to make it more active. And by doing that, sometimes it's a lot harder 
for certain brains to have that connection than others. So we're making it a very simple step. And then that brain makes that connection to that step. And okay. then we make it a little bit more difficult. And then, and so I think the biggest thing is because it, because I cannot imagine, you know, being a, especially like a first time parent and having these issues and being so overwhelmed. And I think the biggest thing is just make the steps as small as you can and make them successful and reward even the smallest things and then just go from there and just keep rewarding and trying to keep it positive for them. And I know that that can be hard, but I think right. it's really important to just really try to focus on those little milestones and then just building on them, whatever it happens to be, whether it's a, making a particular sound, whether it's making even close to that sound and sort of shaping that and reinforcing that and giving them some something that they like, whether it's just like a yay or like a little like a toy that they like or like a treat yeah. or something and then just going from there. I think that's good advice in life too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I use it for everything, right? You know, just yeah, give I was like, little rewards. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to take that advice right now. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So then with the books, can you tell me um, the first one, what it's about and what it's called? Sure. So it, it, okay. So basically it depends on if you're starting with the short vowel sounds, which is usually where we start. Um, and, and the way that you can get them, you can either get them in like a hardcover, which here, hold on, let me grab this. This is like what a hardcover book looks like. Okay. And then this is like what a soft, like a, a paperback version looks like of, of my various books. And yeah. so basically, I generally we start out with the short vowel A sound, um, which is ah, and um, and we go from there. We work on that book. That book is about Yap the Cat, which is just basically about the silly cat that goes through all of these things and he's trying to he's trying to get this rat but then ultimately he realizes that he has everything that he really needs and wants and that's sort of like the idea is like sometimes we're going after these goals and just keep trying to 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 accomplish something and then we realize at the end of the day we actually have everything that we want right in front of us and it's it's he's he's so silly and fun and kids love him because it's it's there's a lot of uh, fun little scenes with him yeah um, and then from there we just build on each of the short vowel sounds I also felt like when I was when I while doing these books so for example Ren the hen is about a mother hen and what she does is she's going through all of these things and you know like it's raining and all these things happen to her and she's doing everything she can to protect her her eggs and her nest and the whole idea of that book is that you know it's important to to not to realize that nothing in life is perfect. And as a mother, you're never going to have a perfect scenario and that's okay. But what's important is that you're doing your best. And that's really the perfect thing for your child. And in fact, sometimes it's good for children to see that, you know, nothing is going to be perfect and things are going to happen. And we're just going to figure out how to deal with them and how figuring that out and doing the best you can is such an important lesson for children. And I think it's important for them to know that and for mothers to know too that you're doing your best and that's that's what's important. And then so then I also have some books if we go to the long vowel sound. So for example, I have V the Bee, which is um, basically about a a, bee, a queen bee. And one of the things that I love about this book is that it teaches because I feel like a lot of times when we think about queen bees, we think about them being like a bully or kind of mean to others. And I, I want to get rid of that stereotype because I think it's really important for us to know that we're here to help each other. 
And you know, we're here to support one another. And so with this queen bee, when she is faced with a challenge, instead of instead of being a bully and being mean and kind of showing who she is, she's strong and brave and uses kindness to succeed. Mm. And I think so these kinds of stories I think are really important, especially some of these women empowering stories where there's these women that are very strong and they're very brave, but they do it through being helpful as opposed to being a bully and, and kind of supporting one another. And I think those are also really important um, stories, along with learning to read and the vowel sounds and everything like that. So I try to have each book have a, a, a great story that kind of goes along with it as well. Oh my gosh. I love these. I love these so much. Let's talk about the puppets. Okay, sure. So basically what I do is I, when I'm, when I'm working with children one-on-one, I have one puppet for each of the vowel sounds and I, I use the character in the story and I use the character when we're going over the words because in the back of each book, there is a section where you can just cut out so these are the words that you practice. And this one's a, a, a little bit more of an advanced one, but you can see you cut out each of these and you practice the words. And they I even have definitions for some of the words that you can talk about. And then and in the very beginning, it has instructions. So it tells you like which words to practice first. So first you practice these and then, oh, it, and, and then as you practice the words, they get more successful. And that's also, again, you know, repeating that same vowel sound, going through that. Um, but so basically when I'm doing that with the students, I use the puppets and they love it. It's so much fun. I have them, you know, I, I have them practice the sounds and the puppets saying the sound and, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's great. And so, yeah, so that's, and I, I like the idea of like sort of associating a character and a story with a vowel sound. So then it really helps them to sort of differentiate each of the vowel sounds because I do think it's important to just do one book first be successful with that book and then move to the next one so that they're not overwhelmed. And then you can always go back to the first one, practice it again, but then, and then go to the next one. So I think those, that's really important, but yeah, I have a lot of fun with the pup. The kids love them. They're very silly and uh, you know, just a way to sort of have one more component to teaching children. Do you think that the puppets as a toy and also like visual stimuli is helping um, if someone is more of a visual learner while learning how to read and speak out loud? Absolutely. I definitely do. And there's, again, I was earlier, I was talking a little bit about that brain connection. When you have a story and you have like something that you can visually connect to a sound, it actually helps them to learn that sound and make that connection again. And we're just making those connections even stronger in the brain. And so the more things that you can sort of associate with one particular sound and like a story, the more that their brain actually um, makes a stronger pathway. Because now you don't just have the sound that's connecting to that, but you also have a story that's connecting to that pathway. So now every time you think about that story, it automatically takes you to that sound. And these are things that we do in our brain that we don't even realize that we're doing all the time. So... Right. I actually was thinking a lot about how that's like coding in memory and how you're putting that into your brain to make it stick forever. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this so much. What do you think is kind of the most important thing that parents need to know, um, especially if their kids are struggling with reading or speech or both? Um, if they're using these books besides patience, because clearly we know patience is part of this. <laughs> well, I, I think the biggest thing is just knowing that by taking it one step at a time, 
you are enabling them to make those bigger connections and just doing the best that you can. Again, going back to Ren the Hen, you know, we don't have to, like the situation doesn't have to be perfect. And it's sort of, you know, mistakes are going to happen in whatever you're doing, right? And that's okay. So, you know, just follow the instructions, particularly with these books, I think it's pretty straightforward, but just following the instructions, you know, practicing the words, moving from there, you know, trying to make it fun, maybe make it silly with them, maybe reading the story to them, you know, so that they hear it and they understand what's happening. I think all of those things are really important. I think the biggest thing is it's okay if your child isn't isn't exactly where they're supposed to be in this moment, they will get there. And I think that's a really important component to it. And just just doing it step by step, just focus on the little steps, the little successes, and, and then they'll be fine. I agree. I think a lot of parents get really perfectionisty with themselves too, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing wrong? Why is it my child doing with, you know, being where the, I think they should be? Um, and then they take that on themselves. They do. And I, another thing to, to remember is that each child has their own skills and is developing at their own pace. So the most, one of the most important things is not to stress out about that. They will get there. Just take the steps one at a time. Don't worry and do the best that you can. And, you know, there'll be other skills that they have that, that they'll find that they're going to also do really well with. And every brain is different. So you can't really compare what your child is doing in this one particular area to another child because your child's going to be better at something else than another child. And it doesn't matter anyway. But the point is we all have our skills. I actually, uh, one of the students that I worked with, um, the family came to me when he was five and the father works at NASA and his son wasn't speaking and he wasn't you know, really interacting. And so I started working with him and he was five, he was about five and I got him to start speaking and I got him to start reading. And then I started working on him with math. And I realized that he, once I opened up his brain and we were able to actually communicate with him and see what he could do, he was able to do these amazing things in math that I've never, like I like was blown away. Wow. And now he actually goes and works with his dad and he's very young because he has this amazing math brain. We would have never known had we not gotten in to be able to work with him and get him to read and speak and do all these things that we were able to find this whole other area. So, you know, sometimes at first something might look like, oh no, this is, you know, what am I going to do? But ultimately it was this amazing gift. So that's something else to keep in mind. At some point, you know, it's it's just knowing that, your child's going to get there and don't worry about it. You know, everything's going to be fine. Absolutely. I mean, Einstein didn't start speaking until he was five or six and he was exactly. Einstein. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there's amazing, there's some amazing skills with some of the special needs students that I work with that I've found. And it's just something that you can uncover and realize. And, and everyone's going to have their own thing. And it's, and it's, I think when you take the stress out of it, and I know that that's easier said than done, but when you try to like make it fun and not sort of put the pressure on your child, it's going to make it a lot better for them and for you. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, thank you so much. How can people find you? So if you want to get my books, all you have to do is go onto Amazon and just Google my name, which is Stephanie and then my last name, Bunt, B-U-N-T. Just put that in the search bar and my books will all pop up. They're also on Barnes and Noble website and at various bookstores. Um, yeah, and um, I I do behavioral one on one and you know work with special needs students. So um, 
I, um, I guess I'm, I'm on, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I, although Instagram, I don't have, it's probably better, easier to find me on Facebook actually. Cause, well, my, my Instagram is Steph80815. I know I don't have like a regular. <laughs> That's okay. We'll have all your stuff in the show notes and people there can click. It'll be so, easy. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. All right. Awesome. So, so, so glad you came on. So good to hear about all of this. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people listening. Good. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there.